0: Cardinals have officially been eliminated from the playoffs after a 24-15 loss in Denver to the Broncos Sunday, the third straight game the Cardinals have lost when leading at half. Welcome into Morning Scramble presented by Verizon alongside Q McCorvey and Jody Jackson. I'm Danny Sarek. I'm not going to beat around the bush, guys. Pretty feeling down in the dumps today.
1: Yeah, not a good Monday. Uh, the last few have not been, obviously, and, you know, really hits home yesterday because, not only did the Cardinals lose the game, their fourth straight, and fall to 4-10, and ten, all things that we, of course, never thought were going to happen this season. There was so much promise and so much hope, and that's why today is a sad day. But also losing Colt McCoy, you know, we all know that the quarterback is so important. Kyler Murray goes down. Colt goes down now. Trace McSorley coming in just wasn't a way to come back offensively. Broncos ran the ball. Uh, Q, all in all, just a, a, a bad day.
2: Yeah, just a depressing day, honestly. I mean, it started It started off looking pretty promising. I mean, uh, Jerry Judy got a little action. Christian Matthews kept him kind of in check. And then J.J. Watt just had a day, and it just kept getting sadder and sadder as we went on. But, yeah, like overall, just like you said, the promise that we had coming into this season and the people that we signed and kind of being healthy and looking into the future, it really looked like this team had something to really shoot for this year. And... Just, I mean, yesterday was the final straw.
0: Let's get into our main dish. We're going to start with the offense. Even with backup quarterback Colt McCoy, after Kyler Murray tore his ACL Monday night's game against the Patriots, it was a rough first half. The Cardinals finished that first half with just five first downs, 87 total yards. However, you mentioned it, Jody. It was the second straight game the Cardinals would lose a quarterback due to injury. Colt McCoy is now in concussion protocol. Trace McSorley stepped up. And on that same play, offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham went down with the knee and ankle. However, he surprisingly ended up coming back in the game. McCoy finished 13 of 21 for 78 yards and an interception. McSorley, 7 of 15 for 95 yards, two interceptions. Q, what do you make of the resiliency of this team having to come back from losing your quarterback mid game? Two straight weeks.
2: I mean, you, you got to show something. I mean, we really thought that they were going to come out here this week and really show some resiliency after losing Kyler, and the offense was stale to start the game. So, um, I'd be surprised if there's really much after losing both quarterbacks. And we'll see w- what happens with Colt McCoy later in the week with being a concussion protocol. But I mean, the resiliency is just not there. I mean, we've seen it over and over this year. is like we just don't bounce back at all.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I think it's become. Too much to overcome at this point because, you know, even yesterday, um, seeing that the top three cornerbacks were all out—Byron Murphy, Antonio Hamilton, and what am I blanking on the other Marco name Marco right Wilson. now? Yes, Marco Wilson. And you know, these guys have been battling injuries all season in some form or fashion, and to see them out to start the game was. Kind of like, okay, got to digest that. You already know how the offensive line has been the biggest theme all year, banged up a little bit. Um, and they struggled big time. Danny mentioned it, um, the offensive futility. Colt really didn't have any time to throw. Um, I think we all felt pretty good about Colt McCoy going into yesterday and looking, for, looking at these last few games that he's a guy that could manage the offense, be in control, and, you know, put up some numbers you know you, the, at this point in the the way we've seen this team have to battle through injuries and frankly you know dysfunction and just tough times it's not really about winning the games it's about you know having a chance and being competitive and you don't know how it's going to shake out to me that wasn't really about okay are we how how we look in here to win you know win went out and it wasn't really about that. Now it becomes the same when you have Trace McSorley coming in or whoever's going to run this offense. I mean, it is a major concern and because you're not protecting those guys back there right now and we know the O-line has been a problem. So injuries continue to mount and it's tough. It's tough now because when it hits that quarterback spot, it's very difficult. Hopefully some of the corners will come back. Vance Joseph, you know, you look at that first half and you're thinking, okay, the while they were trying to pass the ball, there was a lot of success up front. J.J. Watt, I mean, three sacks, three quarterback hits, five tackles, three tackles for loss, one pass defense, and that was just the first half. So, um, you know, that was a major bright spot, but it quickly faded as they uh, as they ran the ball. The Broncos, I guess, made that pretty obvious adjustment, I think, um, to take some pressure off their quarterback, which, would, you know, he was a backup as well. So
2: And it worked.
0: More self-inflicting wounds. Another illegal shift, illegal formation penalties on the offense. Arizona going just 2 of 12 on third down. James Conner once again the bright spot with a touchdown. He had one touchdown in the first six games. He's got six in the last five. So despite having a banged-up offensive line, he's found a way to get the job done. Right guard Will Hernandez made his return coming off IR with a chest injury. Trey McBride. A little more active yeah. this week, the hometown kid who went to Colorado State, four receptions for 55 yards. Best game of the season for him. Yeah, that was a bright spot for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it was special, too. Being back in Colorado, I think I he think was 80 miles from the stadium. He, I asked him pregame if he had ever played at the field, and he said actually once uh, in college. But still, it was a special moment for him to play in the NFL in front of his family and friends.
0: It wasn't just a lot of McBride Cardinals jerseys. There were a lot of Colorado State McBride jerseys and flags he was signing pregame. I'm sure very special for him. Let's look more into the defense for the Cardinals in Sunday's loss. You touched on it, Jody. J.J. Watt had a spectacular game, spectacular first half. Three sacks, three tackles for loss, a pass batted down, a forced fumble, seven total sacks for the Cardinals' defense. They were thin at cornerback, though. Marco Wilson yeah. dealing with a stinger, Byron Murphy still out with a back, and Antonio Hamilton was out with a back slash illness It was rookie Christian Matthew, Nate Harrison, and Jace Whitaker, who had recently been signed this week. It was interesting that, especially having Jerry Judy, they made that shift at halftime to not even really attack the thin cornerback position and just run the ball. I think that was a big J.J. Watt effect, though.
2: hundred percent. I mean, you can't throw the ball if you can't get three-step uh, step drop back. I mean, J.J. was in his face, and we had the pressure. And it's not just J.J. I mean, literally the entire defensive line was getting to the quarterback. And you can't even look at Jerry Judy's way because you've got three different defensive linemen in your face, and like we saw, seven sacks on, in the game.
1: And that's why, you know, as you mentioned, having the lead, a lot of that was due to, okay, both offensives were having a very tough time, but, um, you know, Denver's was having an even more difficult time with the way that front was playing. Advance Joseph was dialing up some blitzes. And I think that was, you know, was it sustainable? Obviously it was not because, you know, they, and that was what was disappointing was that, you know, the Cardinals weren't able to make that adjustment once their philosophy switched to stopping the run. Um, and, and and it does go back to resiliency, and that's the thing for the rest of these games, guys. It's going to have to um, be something where, I mean, you saw a lot of names in there, guys that are fighting for jobs, and I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but that that has to be what propels this team. I mean, they're going to play on Christmas Day against the Bucks. It's a primetime um, game out here, at least on the west side um, of the country, and You want to see that spark. You want to see some fire. You want to see what J.J. Watt brought in that first half, and I think you know what he means to this team is really immeasurable. I mean, the leadership and the the fact that you feel good about him trying to be a glue guy, keeping everybody together.
0: Yeah, that change, though, at the half for Denver was quite clear offensively to run the ball. Denver had just 55 rushing yards in the first half, and they finished with a season-best 168. A lot of that came from Tavius Murray, their running back. I think it really hurt not having Zach Allen, who recently mm-hmm. had hand surgery, and I think it was noticeable not having him there. Even though the Cardinals' defense generated more pressure in that first half, they really couldn't stop the run.
1: Yeah, Zach Allen's had a great season, and it was, you know, and he's played through injury before. When we saw what he, you know, he did on that ankle, and he worked so hard to get healthy. And you can see what he can do when he's healthy. And unfortunately, though, injury bug bit him again, having yeah. to have the hand surgery, and you know, but. You know he's going to be back, and he's going to be, you know, um, hopefully continue to be part of this team. I, I'd like to see it, but um, he's proved he can he could do the job.
2: Yeah, I f- definitely feel for Zach. I mean, especially after last year, having that surgery and coming back and having the season that he was having, and then unfortunately the hand injury coming back. So um, definitely a bright spot in our defense, and you could tell, like you said, Danny, yesterday, without him, our run defense was just. I mean, they were running right down the middle every single time, and gains of six, seven yards each run.
0: I'm curious at this point, not just having a 4-10 record, but to have the losses that the Cardinals have had, and this Broncos loss really felt demoralizing. Watching the Cardinals play late in that second half, being around the players in the locker room, especially now that you have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, how do you move forward?
1: I think you're right. This is tough because the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett have been under a lot of fire this season. And, you know, this is a Cardinal team again. It's really having to get your mind around what's going on, given what everyone was looking forward to after last season's great start and, you know, changes in the offseason, you know, bringing in Hollywood Brown and Kyler getting the contract, all of those things, none of it has really worked out. And there was a point in the game, DeAndre Hopkins made a catch later in the game, and it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is still out there. Like, it just, because of the inability to function as a productive offense, you know, you're losing, you know, you lose the uh, star power of some of these guys, and, and that does start with the quarterback, and again, injuries... But you know it is more than just injuries, and there's a lot to figure out. But I think this loss, you're right, Danny. It it was very demoralizing because of the fact that you you see yourselves, you see this Cardinals team coming into the season uh, as as a team that had hopefully was going to be trending upward. And we know, I guess you have to give some credence to what happened at the end of last year, absolutely. And I think uh, uh, you know we can point to that is that there were problems. They We're looking to fix them. And unfortunately, um, you know, all the talk was got to finish strong, got to finish strong. And this year they didn't start as strong as they wanted. So, you know, it's definitely tough. And um, this is a team that uh, it's going to be anyone that can make a play in these last few weeks. And so I want to just give a little shout out to Matt Prater.
0: (laughs) Can I I do that?
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, hey we're not looking to sugarcoat things here, but you know, you got a few more games to play and um, it, it can be any, any hero, anytime. As we saw um, this week, you guys um, put out the Jay Feely beats the Broncos yeah. video. And that was such a, such a unique and, and fun game. Totally different outcome, obviously, but um, Matt Prater solid, some long range field goals. That was good to see, but they're just looking for anyone to step up right now. But Danny, going back to the locker room, I mean, how was that? I mean, how was the, the mood in there? I mean, it had to be It had to be pretty down. Um, I know those guys, you know, they were fighting. It wasn't like this team was out there not trying to win the game. It was a winnable game at times, and nobody wants to lose in the NFL.
0: That was something Trace McSorley talked about outside of his locker, was that you can't say that this team isn't fighting, and I would agree with that. Despite being down and the way that they have lost, the way they've been playing, I do think you can say that this Cardinals team has really fought to the end with the personnel that they've had out on the field, the locker room felt very different than it has the rest of the year. And there have been a lot of losses—ten—that I have been in that locker room. And as soon as we walked in with our camera guy, I looked at him and I was like, "Oh, this is quiet." And and normally, even though they just lost the game, you have to understand like their players and they have or their people rather, and they mm-hmm. have to start trying to process everything and. And be okay enough that when, by the time you get home, you can shake it off and you can move forward. So there's still a lot of like little conversations, maybe even a little music, but it was just dead quiet in the locker room. I I don't really think anybody had much to say. Everyone got in there. They wanted to clean up and just kind of get on the bus and head home.
1: It's hard. It's definitely hard covering a team that's losing like that. I mean, of course, in my career, every sport, you know, it's been rough patches. Uh, It's never... And there are some that are harder than others, and so this is what this team is in right now. And um, yeah, I think also uh, watching the game back here in the valley, as I was, I mean, uh, the injuries are mounting to a point where, and we don't even know, you know, there, you know, I think Bill Cliff will talk more about it today, but you know, Kelvin Beachum, I really give him credit for getting back out there, but how's he going to feel today? Yeah. We have no idea. So yeah. I mean, you almost worry about. I mean, you do. You we are at that point. You worry about the depth and who's going to be out there and who can who can be out there for this team. Yeah. And I guarantee you, a guy like Beecham. Again, he's in that category with J.J. Watt. If he can, he'll be there. But it's a matter of uh, you know how healthy is he. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, we went in as the second least healthiest team against the Broncos. And I think we, I mean, during the game you could just tell it was people dropping literally on both teams like fly. So you could definitely tell that the depth was starting to dwindle there. And we saw it before the game even started with losing our three cornerbacks. I, so
1: You know, I will say with the state of the O-line, Trace McSorley not having much experience, I think, you know, it falls on James Conner in this run game. It really does. Yeah. I don't, you know, where else can you, can you look? And you have to play to the strengths and the creativity of it. It's going to be a challenge. Um, For Cliff Kingsbury and this coaching staff to find D Hop, (laughs) exactly find D Hop
2: and give or Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, how many targets did Hollywood have three this
1: week? But you know, again, uh, now we're in a whole different phase. We were kind of talking when Colt was in there. we were saying, well, we have the same problems with Kyler. So it it sounds easy, yeah, but it hasn't been easy. And and now you take it that whole next level because you have someone with so much uh, less experience when you talk about him, sorely so. It you know hopefully can find those guys. Those are your playmakers. Um, I think we'll see we'll see some new plays out there this week. We'll see maybe a, ch- a change in philosophy. And you know again Kyler Colt Trace all different types of quarterbacks. And um, no one has you know that ability like Kyler does to escape the rush, make something happen. Um, but you know Trace has his own skill set and and he's he's a mobile guy and. You know, I I saw some criticism of Colt in the play, third and one. When you play football, it's football. You're in or you're out. So the thing about that is, and I, you know, Colt McCoy is a competitive guy. I mean, he doesn't want to shy away from whatever it takes to get that first down. So it's just unfortunate he got hurt um, and... You know, Again, injuries have been one of the themes of the season. It can derail a season, and it definitely has for the Cardinals.
0: Let's bring home the bacon on this morning scramble episode, and we've briefly touched on it, but just to go a little further, what is this team playing for at this point? They're not the only team that's been eliminated in the playoffs, and they still have three games left to go. So Q, what exactly are they playing for?
2: Again, it's pride. Um, you have to play for this pride. And like like you said, what Trace said, this team is fighting. Um, it doesn't look pretty when they are but they're fighting so they're fighting with this pride and for the future of this team really I mean a lot of guys you said jody were playing for jobs in the future whether it be here or in other teams but it really comes down to fighting for this pride and who you are you when you look into that mirror
1: yeah I mean it's it's a loss season unfortunately but not for the individuals involved guys that um, you know be, are being evaluated to come back here with this franchise or any free agents guys that um, want to prove themselves and so they have a couple games to do that the crazy thing about the NFL and I know I know you know there's a lot to figure out in the offseason but right now if you're this team you know everyone wants to figure all that out these guys are out there fighting and football's a tough game you have to have a good plan going into every game and they have to put all their energy toward that and I guarantee you that's what everyone is going to be doing in this building this week but you know the crazy thing about the NFL is that look at the bucks coming in here. they're six and eight, um, not what they're used to. Um, the Rams play tonight. what are they four and nine after winning a Super Bowl? So this is something that can turn around quickly. Um, what could happen in the last three games is just hopefully avoiding a sour taste for those coming back next year and, and you hope that you get some of these key guys to... Um, continue and again free agents that are going to be important to this team that they decide to re-sign. and there's some guys that you want to come back and you want to make sure that the feeling in this building continues to be a good one and a lot can be done this week toward that as far as the way the guys treat each other the way the coaching staff gets ready for these games and that professionalism that you expect so I think it is it is mainly individual guys playing for the future But it's also, you know, the feeling that you can try to create within these walls this week and getting ready for this Christmas Day game against uh, Tom Brady coming in.
0: That was what J.J. Watt said in the locker room, that after the game, he addressed very candidly the team, saying they're in a really crappy position. And the fact that they have to play three more games, knowing playoffs are not within reach, is a really difficult spot. However, they have to be professionals, and they have to be accountable, and they have to still fight, because everybody is fighting and coaching for their job, whether that's going to be with the Cardinals or not in the future. And that's really all you can play for at this point is play for the person sitting next to you in the locker room. Cardinals have three games left, one more at home, State Farm Stadium Christmas Day against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and then back-to-back road games, Atlanta and San Francisco.
1: Not easy. Not easy to go on the road for those last two, you know.
0: That's... Not easy, uh, especially for a team that hasn't been as successful on the road as they were in the beginning yeah. of the season or last year. However, I don't know, maybe just like taking it with a grain of salt, looking for happy, looking for hope of some sort. Like, I do still think there is importance in these last three games. And whether or not you believe momentum carries over season to season, I personally do not. I believe that confidence carries over from season to season. And that's why it's so important to finish strong, is these players have to enter the off season feeling confident in themselves and their ability and their ability as a team, understanding, looking forward, what pieces are you going to start building around? And I think that, unfortunately, it's times like these where if you're evaluating players, that this is where you see what they're really made of and what type of player and leader they are and and what type of players you want to compose a team with.
1: Yeah, character for sure. And that's something that's gonna be evaluated. I mean the thing is with this team I agree with you, momentum doesn't carry over even though we just talked about a little bit about some of that coming out from last season and you know all the struggles at home and and that's another thing that can be cured you know a little bit on for those that are coming out christmas day it's always fun to me to go christmas night after the festivities of christmas and go see some football um yeah that you can still have a great feeling of we won a game at home that's something this team has really needs to do but i don't i do agree that momentum you know, shouldn't carry over. There's going to be change. There is every year. Um, there are changes in, in the roster. We know what needs to be overhauled. We know they need to really, you know, work on the offensive line and the defensive backfield. And so there, there's a lot to look. And I know, again, we, we have a um, couple more morning scrambles, of course, on the board because of the g- three games left. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about what that future looks like. But... Um, you know, I think it's like everyone in the NFL says, it's it's this week is all you can look at. And that's all you can worry about. And it does challenge, though, the, it comes back to that word, Q, character and professionalism. And we're going to find out what these guys yeah, have. I so. agree.
0: Well, the good news is three more games, three more morning scrambles. And we do... Live stream these if you're listening to the podcast version, 9 a.m. on our Twitter at AZ Cardinal. So, as we get to those final three morning scramble shows, if you have questions or comments that you want us to talk about, whether it's about the game, whether it is about looking more into the future, let us know. We'll get to those. Uh, Christmas Day game is on deck. I have to ask the two of you if there's a favorite Christmas memory, favorite gift you've ever received.
1: Oh, that's a loaded question. It's a very loaded question. Like football Christmas memory or in general?
0: I'll take in general. In
1: general. Um, or a favorite gift. Favorite gift. Oh, wow. I know I, I put mean, you when guys I was kind kid, of on the spot it was with the, this. Like I feel so boring with it, but the old, you know, vice, uh, Oh, I got a dollhouse once when I was a kid, oh. like a really big fancy dollhouse.
2: A that was pr- Yeah.
1: I don't know if
2: I have a favorite <laughs> gift. Uh probably just being with family. So it's gonna be tough, especially this year being yeah. all the way across the country without family, but uh, I got the people I work with and that's the best family I could ask for besides my own.
1: That's right. And-
0: Very sweet.
2: Happy Hanukkah, Danny.
0: Thank you. My mm-hmm. favorite gift I got as a kid was all I wanted was this cotton candy maker and I got it and it was so exciting and my best friend came over and we started to make cotton candy. And when I tell you it didn't even make enough for like each of us to have a bite. <laughs> it was so sad. But it is still my favorite gift because it was literally all I wanted. And I got it. Well, but, you got it. That's memory. kind of
1: like the um, the little oven that was he really. The oven. Yeah, I think that's still around now. Right. And it's like this horrible little cake. <laughs> you dream of like making. It doesn't this. even really bake. You dream of like making this beautiful cake or something or cupcake. And it's like this little dinky thing that tastes like chalk or something, but sorry to uh what's the Fisher price? (laughs) Price,
0: (laughs) If we weren't sponsored if if we weren't sponsored already, we definitely won't be It's a great gift. It's a great (laughs) gift. But yes, happy Hanukkah
1: (laughs) and um Christmas coming too. I have I have most of my shopping done, so Good. It's good. Otherwise you're running out of time. Yeah, it's it's coming quick. Um now that my kids are older, it's a little bit easier. I feel like there's a lot of pressure when they're little to like all find the the one thing they want or this like amazing toy, but not as much pressure now. And then when we come, you know, one thing we can count on, lighter note here, you know, is whatever happens, uh, we can talk about what we got for Christmas and Hanukkah on the next show. Uh, That's very the true. Next, show.
0: next Morning Scramble, we have three to go, that next game being at home Christmas Day against the Bucks. We hope to see you guys there. We hope that you tune in to the Morning Scramble afterwards because we have a lot of fun, even if the Cardinals aren't winning. For Key McCory and Jody Jackson, I'm Dana Strack. Thanks so much for tuning in to Morning Scramble. We will see you all next time. Happy holidays.